0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors, what is up? <laughs> Higher Learning is on It is I, Van Lathan Jr.
1: And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay.
0: Rachel is in here coughing, guys.
1: That lies. And, and Don't do I, that. But, Don't do that. Why are you, you always just, bringing information that happened outside the <laughs> podcast into the top of the show? So tell my business.
0: I'm just making sure that everybody knows that we still got to keep Rachel covered in prayer.
1: That you know always. Oh keep racial
0: covenant and prayers. I
1: received that. Um,
0: we have a very fascinating interview coming up later. We told you guys that we would we'd have Tamika Hamilton on. She is a black lady Republican. Uh who, that's a, quite a soft. <laughs> <ooh>. Uh <laughs> she's running for the for Congress out of the sixth district up there in uh Sacramento. She's gonna be joining us. We're gonna talk we talked about it all. We talked about the police, we talked about CRT.
1: We did. We what talked we talk about, about Joe Biden. We Joe talked Biden. about uh-huh. police reform. Did you say that? Oh, really?
0: I said police. Okay. So, oh, yeah. excuse me. So the police. Me. So anytime is, you say this, the police.
1: This is a great conversation because we have said how many times on this podcast have we said we are going to bring in a conservative voice? Guess what, right. guys? The day is here. We finally Well, did.
0: we brought in Camille. Camille, and you didn't like Camille. Like, you, no, you no, rolled no, your no. eyes. You no. rolled. I hey, roll my eyes hey. all the time. You, you, what, it, you roll, roll my eyes all the time. That's so crazy when people say stuff like that. But it's I do, like, roll my eyes it roll my all eyes the all time. time. D- Donnie, did Rachel not just roll her eyes when I brought up Camille?
1: Yeah, you did.
2: You rolled your eyes. Donnie, don't we like are done. Camille. Done. Be Trudy, honest. help.
1: Help Trudy. She didn't roll her eyes. Y'all okay, lying. Don't come on. <laughs> all right. Get out
0: of here. Both of you. Shut your mics <laughs> off. Producers don't talk.
1: Camille grew on me by the end of the podcast. He grew up, yeah. and I told him. Yeah,
0: then he then he hit us with the "I'm not black" thing. And you but we—that's really what I was gonna that. say.
1: We promised a black conservative, and Kamel, according to him, is not black. So you know, <laughs> we welcome we welcome this this voice, a Hamilton. <laughs>
0: All right, so we got to clean up a couple of things real quick in terms of like uh, the the fallout from Trudy's corner last week.
1: What happened? So, I yeah, I thought I thought people were happy to understand Trudy a little bit better, and and the root of uh, the reason why she thinks she does about
0: certain men now see people not fucking with that people don't like the idea that Trudy is saying all of this stuff that she's saying just because one guy hurt her Trudy I know you can hear me you can jump back on now everyone knows you know what I mean <laughs> everyone knows that it I all mean, comes from a from a, a place of, of a place of hurt you know it's coming from it a place of hurt. yeah you ever see you guys ever see Rushmore did you ever see that movie
1: come yeah. on now come on now you Trudy know did you I see
0: haven't. Rushmore no, Donnie, did you see Rushmore?
1: Yeah, Rushmore is a classic.
0: Okay, Rushmore is a fucking classic. I don't understand how y'all just like never are, saw Rushmore.
1: We are drawing a line on this podcast. It's you what? and Donnie versus me yeah, and Truth yeah, yeah. Me
0: because- <laughs> I don't understand how you like you just okay, whatever. I've never even heard of it. I've
1: never even heard me of it either. It's
0: a Wes Anderson movie. It's got Bill Murray in it. It's good. Jason Schwartzman. Rushmore is a very good movie. Hey, uh, have you guys seen? Was this is higher you.
1: learning, not the rewatchables.
0: Have you seen any? Any Wes Anderson movie.
1: Raising. Perhaps, but I wouldn't know.
0: Have you seen The World Tenden Bombs?
1: I've seen pieces.
0: Pieces of the World Tinder Bombs. Have you seen? I know you haven't seen Battle Rocket. Have you seen uh, I know you didn't see The Life Aquatic. You have you don't see his movies. You don't know Russ, you know, you live a whole life of and Russ Anderson just doesn't fucking matter. To Similar
1: you. to the way Trudy has a reason as to why she thinks the way she does about men, I have a reason as to why I've never seen any movies. I was not allowed to.
0: It's true, the judge Anyway, in Rushmore (laughs) uh, Jason Schwartzman Plays a kid who puts on all of these plays Right, and they're They're really elaborate, like crazy plays And he bases them off like movies Who like do, you know, like Rambo Uh the play But they'll do it at school He's like He does everything well except for go to school And there's this Scottish kid that has his arm in the cast That's always picking on him Right, it's always fucking with him And at the end of the movie You know, they go back and forth the whole time You know and at the end of the movie, he goes to him and he he gives him a script and says, I think this role is for you. And then he looks up and he goes, I've always wanted to be in one of your fucking plays. you know." And then the whole movie, your, your, your shit changes because you realize that everything that this guy was doing was out of hurt. I got you. You thought that he had a point, right? You thought that it was going on, but it was all just coming from a place of hurt. I thought Trudy had really salient points on love and dating. But now I know it only exists some <laughs> nigga hurt you.
2: Okay, like that's
0: a, that's, that's what happened, Trudy.
2: Let's keep it going. I really just have to say though. So the boy that I was referring to, that is my villain and my villain origin story. I will admit that um, he was not deficient in in the hair department. Like he didn't even wear hats. He actually had locks. So was this?
0: Were people upset about this? Did this? No. What the hell are you talking about? But like, what, I, does, what like what does that matter?
2: It's my whole villain origin story is based off of not liking men that wear hats and i feel like people were equating the two
0: what people were saying was that you used to be someone who went into a relationship see okay. mutual sharing with an open heart and now nigga <laughs> can't even wear a fucking yankee hat around you. that's not true has just raised
1: her standards that's it's not okay true. period okay it's right. okay. We all change. We all grow, Trudy. It's okay. Right, let, let you guys know for
2: everybody, and that's that.
0: Trudy's corner isn't going anywhere.
1: <laughs> let them know man. that part.
0: We'll be back on Monday. Yeah, I've seen people more people sending stuff to the. Oh uh, my the gosh!
1: I had a good Trudy's corner question, and I really wanted to know. Can we? Can we ask this question? of course you can. Like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if we were going to save it. I don't know if we were going to save this for money. Okay. This is really for you, Trudy, because you're out in the dating world, unlike me, Donnie, and Van. Hold on. I I wrote this down because I could not believe this. I was talking to a friend and she was telling me that her friend is on the dating apps and she's dating people. And she is always concerned whether or not the guy that she is dating might be a part of the LGBTQ plus community, okay?
0: This is problematic already, off to a bad start.
1: So she asked the guy on a date, flat out, if he was gay. Is that okay? Is that allowed? Is that what people do?
2: Flat out? To mean... his face on a
1: date, and she said, are you gay? Oh, <laughs> so... And is I it okay for, for for guys to do that too? Van's face. What,
3: what, is, what is the Van's face right now? What
1: is the? Where
0: the fuck are we at? Like, what do you know, nigga? You can't do that. What's wrong with
1: y'all? I'm like, not you just, just it's okay. somebody flat to their I'm, face. I'm like, obviously what? not saying it's okay. My point is, I was shocked that people are doing this. So I'm like, is this a thing? Is this I'm... what people do now? Like, I I, 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 think, I think if you feel a certain way you should just not go on a date with someone. Why would you sit there, go on a date with somebody and then flat out ask them a question? I think, it, I don't know. I, is this what people are doing now?
2: I just want to point out that some of the thought warriors think I'm crazy. Let let the record show. There are people that are far crazier than I am. I would uh, never. Uh, and yeah. it's like, I just would never. I just feel like this is like not appropriate. And like, if that was a problem for them, if they were, like if, if they didn't want to date somebody that was part of that community or that was bi or whatever, because that is a discussion that a lot of women have, whether or not they would they feel comfortable dating a man that's by. And I guess I guess maybe guys also have that conversation. I don't know. But I would <laughs> never what? I don't do know. Do? What what do guys wait, is it okay? Wait, wait, like
0: wait, 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 wait hold on. you guys are so precious. You guys were saying that <laughs> guys have a conversation I don't know about whether or not hold on this is hilarious that guys would have a conversation about whether or not it's a turnoff if your girl likes girls
1: no i don't think that that's what Trudy was saying
0: uh you just said maybe guys have the conversation I said, I about whether or not they would date they somebody that's bi.
1: Don't.
2: i don't know
0: Trudy? we don't as a matter of fact it opens up a it's, whole new realm it of might possibilities
2: great, right but i have a friend that had a similar situation like that and not the male, but the female, I'm friends with both of them. And he wasn't comfortable with it, actually. So I don't know if it's, if it goes both ways. All
4: right. Love yeah, you're saying
2: My you're point asking. is, I would never ask. And if I did, if I did have those feelings, and if it was a problem for me, then I feel like you, I would
1: probably need to check myself. Right. It, I just thought it was extremely disrespectful. And I thought, is this what people are, is that okay, an okay question to ask these days? Like, mm. they did it, and apparently they do it all the time.
0: Mm. do it all the time see hurt yes the black
1: yes the black
0: all this is coming from a place of hurt Trudy's Corner is going to be on fire now now everybody's going to be asking that question okay uh, we are going to get into the podcast
1: but first we're going to take a little break this episode is brought to you by Hyundai you could be doing anything this week right you've got work errands friends and a whole lot of fun in between that's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life with premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: Okay. Joe Biden is once again in a corner. Joe Biden stays in the corner longer than Jake LaMotta. Do you know who that is, Rachel? No. That's <laughs> Funny. Um, uh, What's the
1: last name? Oh, I figured it Jake was a Clinton boxer. A boxer
0: from a movie. Um, yeah. So Joe, Joe Biden has pledged to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. He did that back in a long time, a long time ago. But now he might have to put his money where his mouth is because Justice Stephen Breyer is planning to retire, and black people look, looking at President Biden like, hey. You better deliver. You said you wanted a black woman on the Supreme Court. There might be the opportunity for a black woman to be on the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a couple questions from this. Number one, the backlash is coming from this. A lot of people like the Candace Owens of the world are saying that justice should not be picked based upon race. That's not what he said. What he said was he would look for a qualified woman to put her on the court. Um, Number two, people are balking uh, about whether or not Biden will stick To this pledge do you think that he will and if he does how far does that go with you in terms of uh, his presidency not being a complete waste of time
1: well here's mine I I thought and please correct me if I'm wrong I thought he has since come out since um, Justice Breyer came out and said that I thought he has since now confirmed that he will definitely uh, nominate a black woman for that seat he said it
0: I, I know he said, said it
1: before, it. I said it before right. but I thought he has since definitely confirmed that that's exactly what he plans on doing. Is that is that correct, Donnie?
4: Yeah, he did. He had a press conference today where he reiterated that point. Okay, so
0: he's going to do it. So the first yes. part of the question is mood. The second part of the question is how far does that go with you?
1: I mean, I think it's fantastic. It's obviously long overdue. When you think about it, how has a Black woman not been able to sit in that seat at this point? Um Listen, it's a positive step, right? But it doesn't make me forget other promises that were made. I what I want Biden, what I want from Biden is if he says he's going to do it, I want to see him do it or at least make a huge attempt to try to make it happen. So this is one of the things that he said he would do if it was if he was able to under his presidency. Great. He said he was going to do it. I'm not going to stop there. I'm still waiting for you to do other things. Ah, but thank you for following through with that promise right
0: Mm -hmm. so here's the thing i don't want to get skewered for this
1: don't say it's nothing van it kind of van it 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 depends how you're how you're making that comment please explain
0: so this is why okay so if the supreme court is what now six three right
1: it's six three
0: Justice Breyer is one of the, li- the liberals, right?
1: Yes.
0: So you replace a liberal with, the, with a liberal. The court right. remains 6-3. It's still 6-3. So that means anything functional that the court can do is not changed because there is still a huge conservative majority. Correct. On the Correct. Okay. Um, one of the things that is important for me, to me, for the growth of Black America is the move past symbolism. So the reason why I relitigate Obama's presidency all the time is because what I really Damn. want to know is just listen, just let, let, me, let me make my little problematic case. What I really want to know is what did Obama do for black people? That's really what I want to know. Like what 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 actually happens is kind of what I want to know. It's very important that there's a black supreme court, black female supreme court justice. It means something. I'm not it means something. It just don't mean actually anything it means something it means a lot in the symbolic realm but it means at this point if we're just being honest and looking at it realistically it means absolutely nothing wow in the realm of actual governance and things that actually need to happen because it's not a consequential uh choice for the supreme court It, it it it's like a you know what I mean it's it I don't sure. know how to say this like it's not it a consequence change choice the dynamic court. of the court it changes it's really still nothing still a
1: conservative court things that go like affirmative action potentially abortion no it, uh, having a black woman there does not change the way that that court is most like more than likely going to vote absolutely but the reason that is so problematic for you to say nothing just for that those words to even come out of your mouth even if you're only speaking in regards to the dynamic of the court is because representation does mean something for a, I'm sorry, it does, because it might not mean something in the moment as far as it's going to change the way the court makes decisions. But for people who are coming up, for people who see themselves, I'm sorry, I strongly believe this. For people who see themselves, say, "Hey, I can do that," or "Hey, I'm going to remember her in the future." It might change something. Like I get it. Your frustration is what Biden's doing isn't going to change anything right now. But you can't take away from the fact that something that has never been done is going to happen, and it also shows that Biden promised something, and he's making an attempt to deliver on it. You can't take that away from it, too. Sure, but I can't sit here and say, "Well, okay." In the grand scheme of things, it's really nothing because the course still going to decide the same way history is about to be made and it's history for somebody who looks like me
0: i understand and i and i am trying my best to talk about this with the lightest touch that i can but the reality is this if this selection buys joe biden any goodwill for the African who can marry African from the African, from the, well, why am I saying the African American? I don't if know. This <laughs> selection buys Joe Biden, any goodwill from the black community. It's a shame. It's a shame that it does. It really I, is. Because, because, that. because but, the, the justice, we got to stop with the feel good shit. I got to be honest with you. I, I look, I look, look, so I, Rachel, I'm agreeing that this is significant.
1: Yes. I get I'm you. agreeing.
0: It, it was significant when they put Clarence Thomas on there. well, not really, because he was the second. But it was it was still it was still significant. It was to, have,
1: to the other side.
0: Well, no, no, it was significant to. Well, no, it was still significant to have a, a like a, a black member to the Supreme Court. It's significant. It's significant. It's, I'm it's, sorry. It's, now
1: that I will disagree with because why one, he so if, if it's so already if the, been done, and he no, it's so disrespectful that Clarence Thomas took Thurgood Marshall seat. I'm I, I like can't, well I, they want but. Absolutely. here's the thing though. I just so here's I, the I, thing though. Having so a, replacing
0: a black with a
1: black.
0: <laughs> well, having a having a black member of the Supreme Court is better than having an all-white Supreme Court, right? You
1: it it, it what's this? so okay, <laughs> but look, but
0: look at the point that you're making. But look at the point that look at and the point. That wait, members, wait, wait, but but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, but listen, but listen. If you're saying that having Clarence Thomas as a black member of the Supreme Court actually doesn't mean anything because Clarence Thomas doesn't have any policies or doesn't believe any ideology that could actually change anything for black people. You're kind of making my argument right now. And the reason why I'll say that is because what I'm saying is having a black woman on the Supreme Court, sure, it's symbolically meaningful, but. In the grand scheme of things, it just doesn't mean very much right now. And I think that it would be a shame if when it was time for us to decide on whether or not we're still caucusing with the Democrats wholesale and giving them a free pass, we say, well, he did put a black woman on the Supreme Court. I, I get it. But at the same time, where are we on voting rights? Where are we on the Build Back Better plan? Where are we on uh, the the Justice and Policing Act? Where are we on any of the things that we're supposed to get better? And Is
1: anybody giving Biden a pass just because he says he's going to follow through? I don't think so. There's a
0: danger that some people will, though. Okay. And that's that's what that, I'm
1: speaking to. I don't think that that's majority. But you're right. Sure, somebody will say it. And here's my question to you. If this court was 6-3 in the other way and this was, and you were replacing on the sick side, it's a liberal side, and you were replacing that person with a black woman, would, it, would you have the same argument? Would you still say it doesn't mean anything?
0: No. I, like, like, what, I, what, what I'm saying is, this is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is over... Oh, is that Amber Alert? Yeah, Amber Alert. Did it go off on your phone? Did not. Wait a minute. So that means the phone people don't think you give a fuck about kids I'm gonna be honest with you the Amber Alert went off, can you, off dangerous AM- kids.
1: can you turn off Amber Alert I,
0: if you turned off the Amber Alert asking, on your phone I
1: I'm literally asking can you which means you didn't, that get I the didn't alert. do
0: it you didn't get the alert
1: well, I'm not in the same don't place. Think as you sh- either. I'm not they in the same think- place
0: as you. You ain't that far. I could walk to your <laughs> crib. Like I could, I could walk, I could walk to your crib <laughs> they didn't send you the amber alert. You should ask. Why am I, I not getting get the alerts? <laughs> Why wouldn't Rachel get an amber That's really crazy. You think Trudy? It.
1: Trudy, did your phone go off? No. Trudy, did your phone did your it. phone go off? Trudy, see, I'm the,
0: they know I'm the only person that cares about kids on this whole podcast. Anyway, <laughs> look, my my point <laughs> well, is this: I'm glad oh, you
1: care about kids because you don't care about black women.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! Here we go. I
4: said, it's his,
0: <laughs> like, look, look, it's historic, it's monumental, it's amazing. Whatever adjective that you want to put to it, it's. All of that, but it's just not very consequential right now.
1: Correct, correct. That's all I'm saying. But I will say, putting a black, uh, the first black woman liberal on the Supreme Court is not like when Clarence Thomas took over Thurgood Marshall. It's not the same thing. Not the it's same not the same thing. thing. Oh my gosh! They are turned off. You turned them off. No. Turned off. Whoa!
0: I I, you really don't you give a do fuck that. about kids. I
1: didn't even know you could do
0: that. I'm not gonna I didn't lie, do it, man. Somebody
1: did it. Somebody. Did I'm it. not gonna lie. What you mean somebody did? It? It's your so, phone? I must have reset the settings on my phone.
0: She turned off the Amber Alerts on her phone. You know that probably off. means
1: I, I turned it back off. It
0: probably on. means all y'all turned off the Amber Alerts on your phone. You can learn a lot about a person about whether or not they have. The <laughs> Um, So there are a bunch of women who are in contention for this. Uh, Judge Katani Brown Jackson, uh, California Supreme Court Judge Leandra Kruger, uh, South Carolina U.S. District Judge uh, J. Michelle Childs, lawyer Sherilyn Eiffel. I've heard of her before. I've heard of her. I wonder why. Uh, North Carolina Supreme Court Associate Justice Anita Earls. Minnesota District Judge Wilhelmina Mimi Wright, um, Eunice Lee from the Second Circuit Court, and the Seventh Circuit Court Judge Candace Jackson uh, Akawumi. Akawumi? Akawumi? I don't know. I don't know. It's very, very important. Very important to So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, real quick there's an all black group of kids that are going to climb Mount Everest. Oh. Have you seen this? I did. This is the group they're called, they call themselves full circle. They're a group of black climbers and mountaineers.
4: Great.
0: Uh, this is what they say. They say it's an expedition that is certainly about climbing. But it's also about spending time in the mountains, but it's also about building community, global community. And it's about changing the narrative for the black community. Particularly the United States and how we interact with outdoor spaces. It says Rosemary Saul, a member of Full Circle. Great. I've never been more desperate to talk to a group of black people.
1: What's the first question you would have for them, Van? Why? Why? <laughs> it's why? Well, if I'm piggybacking on what I said before, it's
0: all about representation. <laughs> Do we need to be represented on Mount Everest? Mount Everest is a white place. Just is is both white and the people who climb it. And it's actually white. No, and I'm okay with that. We're not I don't need not diversity.
1: If, if, they want, if, if, they, if they want to normalize black climbers, God knows I would never, never participate. That's not my thing. It's not my hobby. I'm not that daring. I'm not daring enough. But if they want to normalize it, that's great. Maybe, it ch- maybe climbing changed their life. Maybe it's therapeutic for them. And maybe they want to spread that message for other people. Good for them. Full circle. Uh,
0: they're being respectful to the local Sherpas and the people that are up there when you're climbing. Because I saw this thing when you're climbing up Mount Everest, you climb up there and there are people that help you out when you're climbing up there. I did and, not yeah, know that. Yeah, they help you out when you're climbing up to the top of the two
1: you've already started the research you're, well it's not like, true you're like, i saw
0: this movie and the movie was called everest <laughs> oh.
1: you ever seen that movie
0: of course you haven't seen it. Thank um, you. Y- you haven't seen the movie everest but it's actually about uh some people that got fucked up when they tried to climb up there because you can get fucked up that
1: happens a lot though i feel like yeah
0: and see that's my point my point is we don't really have niggas to spare in terms of <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> White people can go up there
1: and risk their lives,
0: and they can climb up Mount Everest. You know what I'm saying? Like they got they got their own country. Like you know, they can climb up Mount Everest. I don't feel like we can spare we, we like we can't spare people up there getting frostbite and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? For no reason, but go for it. <laughs> That's that's fine. All right, we'll take a break. On the other side of this break, we're going to give you our interview uh, with California Congress candidate, Republican conservative black lady, Tamika Hamilton around this other side of this break.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. And that's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life with premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: Okay, so Thought Warriors, you know, we're we're liberals. You know that we're liberals. We talk about it every single day, how liberal we are, the liberalists of the liberally. But we also did tell you that we were going to make a very conscious decision, to make sure that we give conservative voices, particularly Black conservative voices, some space on higher learning. Earlier this week, we talked to my great friend, Bakari Sellers, and Rachel's great friend, host of the Bakari Sellers podcast here on the Ringer Network. And he is a liberal, Democrat, always have been. But it was brought to my attention that there's somebody that I might want to have a conversation with with my by my good friend, Kenny Hamilton, um, earlier this week. And that is Tamika Hamilton who is a Black woman who is running for Congress out of the 6th District of California. There is a huge gulf right now, it seems like, between liberals and conservatives. And we Mm -hmm. wanted to talk to Tamika because my good friend Kenny told me that you represent somebody that might just be able to bridge the gap. So we are happy to have you on Higher Learning today, Tamika.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I am not related to Kenny. We just met on a fluke through another friend. And uh, we just hit off and he's just been such a great support. And so I was like, I want to talk to Van and Rachel. And he was like, let me send a text message. And so that's how this all happened.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: we so, are
3: happy to have you.
0: Very happy to have you. So I told her earlier, but like before we did the, the podcast, I told her that I, I have a bone to pick with Sacramento. And I'll tell you what that bone is. Um, you guys poisoned Kobe. I don't think we forgot. <laughs> Oh. Kobe Bryant, if you guys don't remember, Kobe Bryant ordered room service. He ordered a hamburger back in the day. I think it was, the, it was the, definitely the Western Conference Finals. Lakers versus Sacramento Kings and Kobe got sick from a hamburger that he ordered in a hotel in Sacramento. Look, I know that look, the people in Sacramento poisoned Kobe. Van, I know you guys nothing, did.
3: Van, look, I, I was not here. I had nothing to do with that. There you I ain't go. go so, you know, Rachel, I'm going to need you to help me out on this. If <laughs> I wasn't here, there's was nothing that I could do. No, there,
1: don't uh, even respond to that mess don't even as we continue this podcast you will learn not to do that it's Just we know, right, right. We know I what happened, right now, know what I, happened.
3: Thought, I, was, I thought Ben was going to give me You know, he was going to help me out but no he wants thought start off something I can't do nothing <laughs> about alright
0: so let's talk about this obviously <laughs> um, we're dealing with a constituency which is black Americans that tend to vote heavily democrat now me I am not a democrat I'm a liberal. I am one of those far left wackos that they warn you about, Tamika. All right. So, um, I but guess you don't my have, thing... but you
3: don't have blue hair.
0: Uh, uh, well, see,
3: see, <laughs> stereotype.
0: <laughs> but okay, but but here's the thing. I guess my thing is, I as a black man haven't seen any reason, any reason to vote for the right. And mm-hmm. as much as we hear Brexit uh, r- rhetoric from you know, Officer Tatum, from Candace Owens, from even my friend, Mosh Teray. I haven't seen the Republicans give anything to Black Americans that really is compelling that would make me want to vote for a Republican in state or in a national uh, election. Um, If you were selling that to me, Black guy from Louisiana, um, why should Black people uh, trust or invest into the Republican Party?
3: So what I will say is that one, I totally understand what you're saying. That is a sentiment that I have heard for the past three years when I started running, because um, I ran for the first time in 2020. Uh, that was my first one out the gate. Um, and a little bit about me is that I am an Air Force Sergeant. I've been in for 20 years. My husband's a police officer. We have five children. And I am a transplant from uh, on the East Coast. And we came here almost 10 years ago. And, you know, I was raised by my grandparents. My grandparents were veterans, Uh my grandmother's cleaned houses for a living. I was as young as five, remembering cleaning uh, floors in some of my classmates' houses, some of these rich people's houses. And uh, one of the things that I always go back to was that we don't see Republicans. We did not see them growing up. They didn't come to our neighborhoods. You know, they weren't asking us for their vote. And so what you're saying is that, you know, you don't have a relationship. And then on top of that, they're not giving you anything to make you think that they're the right choice and and when it comes to politics and you voting their way but what i will say is that and one i'm sorry and two that's why i'm coming here to make up that difference i can't speak for the republican party i can only speak for tamika and one of the biggest things that i've done is uh everything that i could to show that i care about the sing everyday life everything that uh affects our everyday life, you know, like from the gas uh, that's so high in California, um, making those life decisions at the supermarket. I'm on one income, like uh, so many of, of those moms in, in our area that are just trying to make it. And right now, if you look at what's happening in California, it is a direct reflection of what's, happen- what's happening in America, where Democrats have totally taken over and they're not showing the they're not giving us the utopia that they promised and we don't have balance. And that's why it's important for people like me to exist in this space so that we can bring balance to um, to politics. And um, one one of the things that I I, uh, always talk about is like this district was 29 percent registered Republican. I got 46 percent of the vote because I wasn't afraid to go and talk to people. I've never met a stranger. My grandmother always had us on the road helping people. And I put 100,000 miles in my car. And I think that we're doing something really special here and showing that there's an opportunity here for change and that you can trust someone that's going to bring you transparency that's just like you, that uh, is trying to make it just like everybody else. And I think that that's like the starting point for uh, Republicans and, 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 and bridging that gap. So
1: uh, to piggyback on a little bit of what Van was saying about being black being a republican if you are elected you will be the only black woman republican in congress so yes. i guess with that a lot of people don't a lot of black people don't vote for republicans cuz they don't feel like republicans help the community if you are elected and you are and you are representative of as a black woman in congress that's a republican what do you want that presence to represent and then what will you do to represent I guess, Black women, Black people, and, and how will you help the Black community?
3: So I'm already doing that. I'm already doing that by reaching across the aisle, talking to people that normally wouldn't vote for Republicans, uh, because we gear everything towards the independent and Democrats. Uh, because for us, it's just, I think that we're all on the same page. We just want to be able to take our, send our kids to a good school, be able to go on a vacation, be able to make enough money to take care of, of our children's future. Like the basics, the basics. And that's what I'm going to champion when I get there. You know, right now, people are making life decisions at the gas tank. And that's under the Democrats. Right now, what's happening in our nation is that people are being outpriced in home uh, to not being able to buy a home and here in California and it's getting worse and worse and worse with the economy this uh this the the biggest thing is that we have to see freedom from a different lens is it right that we get a taxes taken out of our paycheck but then we can't see where it's going to our children should have school choice california is dead last almost every single year when it comes to education who is that affecting that's affecting us it shouldn't be this thing where if it should be like if you are in a it shouldn't be um you're going to school according to your zip code. If you can get to the school, you should be able to go. And we're falling behind in education. That's what I want to push. I want to talk about police reform. My husband's a police officer. We talk about it all the time that there needs to be some changes made. We need to have more community involvement. People shouldn't be strangers that are policing your area. These are things that are so important that I believe that my presence would, would bring a change and a difference because I'm not afraid to talk about it. You know, I, no one tapped me on my shoulder and said, oh, Tamika, go and run. This will be a good thing. No, like I was sitting in my house with my husband, we're talking over for months, I was 14 years active, and I decided to get out. But then the policies that were happening here in California drew me out. And I was just like, I got to do something, because I have five kids. And anyway, long story short, the biggest thing is that I'm already doing it. I'm showing that there's a diff that, that there's somebody that they can trust. I'm, I mean, I'm already black, so I can't like escape that. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm already hey. black, so I can't escape that. But you know, I was raised by my grandparents. I have a story that resonates with a lot of people. I mean, you already know, Grandma saved lives. I mean, gosh. I mean, sorry, my grandma died like a week before the primary, and so she knew what I was doing, and she was just always encouraging. But sorry for your loss. Um, the biggest thing is that. Black people have the power to shift and move things in this country. We saw it in 2020. And all they need to do is get more informed. They don't need to get tired. I do not think that it would do us any justice to stay quiet in these midterms and even in 2024 because of what's happened this year. This year should have been a wake-up call. Joe Biden's administration tricked us into thinking that, they, that he was going to do something that was different than last time. Than the last administration, and I think that the uh, Black people have an opportunity to show their strength and and vote another way. And again, it just it just starts with uh, making those relationships. I always tell people, people like, oh, Tamika, you're you're Black Republican. Won't you get out? I was like, won't you get out there? I'm already doing my part. I'm already doing my part. They need to see you.
0: So I'm going to come back to school choice and a couple of things a little later on, and we're going to come back to Joe Biden. In a second too but i want to ask you something you your husband is a police officer and you talked about everyday issues that affect black americans when i was growing up an everyday issue that affected me was policing i am not a criminal i've never in my life been arrested you know i came from a very stable home i didn't have to take those penitentiary chances and i didn't i have however tamika
4: mm-hmm. been
0: handcuffed on four different occasions once when I was standing in the driveway of my very own home, doing homework, police handcuffed me. So I understand it needs to be police reform. Reform to me is a word that has been defanged. I don't think it means mm. anything anymore. So what I would ask you is there are ways to hold police departments accountable for some of these things. And one of them uh, is qualified immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh qualified immunity is something that we've talked about a lot on this podcast that will let a police officer be directly responsible for any mistakes that he or she might make on the job.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: If you want to see police held accountable for the wrongdoings that they that they have, if you want to see something more than oversight, if you want to see actual uh punishment, if you want to see police officers held to a standard, where do you stand on qualified immunity? So
3: what I would say is that uh qualified immunity is um, something that my husband and I, we talked about before. And, you know, one of the things he said to me is that, you know, police officers, if they felt, if they felt that, uh, that they were going to, especially the good officers, they need, they need protection as well. I, and I'm, and I'm an advocate for police being able to, um, be held accountable like I think people should be held accountable but I also think that we need to really understand like what it means to scale back on qualified immunity and what that really means and I think it's like just paying with the broad brushing like oh like we just need to get rid of it when there are police officers do need protections um, but we need to maybe go back and tweak what those protections are and um and make it easier for us to prosecute police officers that do the wrong thing Um, just like in the military Uh, under the VA, you know, there was a time where you could, it would take the act of Congress to get rid of somebody in the VA. But then when President Trump came uh, into office, he took some of those, um, what do you want to say, like, it, he He allowed it to where yeah. you could get yeah, protections uh, out so that we could get those bad people out because you know as much as I do that veterans deserve to be um supported and protected, but at the same time if they're not doing their job, if people are not doing their job in the vA then they don't need to be there collecting a pension and being on for thirty years and so uh that's what I want to do I want to see what those protections are, and I want to make it to where you know if they do something wrong that they are prosecuted and the one of the things I do want to add if it's okay is that I want to build that relationship and my husband always talks about like police officers should because he was a dc cop too and he was always talking about how like he would go into the neighborhoods because he was in 6d which is one of the worst at the time it was like just 10 years ago but was one of the worst like you know from a crime perspective the districts in dc and he's always saying like if you just talk to the kids if you just talk to these people get to know them it makes a difference but when you don't come in there or you don't know them and you don't know grandma up the street you know that's where the problems come in so that community and now everything's so polarized it's like oh my gosh um we just got to get back to people like you and I being able to have these conversations and and actually take these conversations and putting them into action you know it's one thing for us to sit and talk about it but then I'm going to go out and, and say that I'm saying this on a, on a world stage I'm saying this in my community I say world stage but you know like when I go talk on other shows like this Rachel, will you allow me yeah. one follow-up?
0: Sure. Just real quick. Okay. So yeah. I actually disagree with your husband. And I'll tell you why. Um, For a couple of reasons. Number one, because I knew a lot of the cops in my neighborhood. And I think that knowing the cops helps. I think it helps them more than it helps us. Mm-hmm. because i think the police officers knowing who we are i think it helps them get leads to cases i think it helps them get stats i think it helps them understand where the safe pockets in the neighborhood are i think it helps them understand the lay of the land. it's definitely better for police officers to know the community because it helps them in policing right? right so i think that's very important there was a guy on instagram a little while ago and i i I made the mistake of championing this guy. What he would do is he would go into places in Ohio and he would rap with the kids. He okay. would rap with them. He would rap and he would dance and he would go in there. He would do all of this stuff. I'm like, okay. Look, that's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year and a half ago, something yeah. like that, there was a video of this guy showing up to the scene in the altercation and straight up walloping someone, punching him dead in the face. You see, all the rapping and stuff was cool. That actually is important. And I wanna, I wanna, like, yeah. in any way minimize that. My point is there is no such thing as a profession that doesn't have guardrails or consequences when they make grave mistakes. Doctors have very, very intense, necessary, high risk, high stress jobs. Doctors who keep us alive. Who, But see, if you go into a doctor and he puts your brain where your heart is, you can sue that guy. There's something that he can be. He can have his stuff taken away from him. So my very. My very direct question mm-hmm. to you or anyone who's against taking away qualified immunity is why? What type of protection does a police officer need that allows him to dance around culpability when we're talking about people's lives, these guys have guns.
3: Yes, they and do. We've, and and the we've seen before that like what,
0: they, they that, that there's really no way to control what it is that they do. So I'm, what I'm asking is, where's the hesitation to qualified immunity? The people we're talking about protecting are Americans.
3: Right. Well, my thing is that my husband, and I'm not saying because he's my husband, but, <laughs> my hus- <laughs> you know, but my husband is one of the good guys. And there are people out there that will want to sue police officers for every single thing under the sun we, he's encountered him as, you know, on his time, you know, oh my gosh, I'm offended, you know, and then, oh, boom, let's just do a lawsuit. I'm not but saying that's, that's not what we're talking about. I, I, know, I know that's not what we're talking about, but we're talking about qualified immunity. Yeah. You know? That's what we're talking about. I, you're talking about this guy. And one thing I want to say is that we live in TikTok, Instagram world. Tim bouncing around, I'm just adding commentary to what you said. I don't know this, I, I've never seen this cop, but one thing I will say is that just because somebody be bopping on TV or on, on the internet does not sure mean a relationship with the community. And yeah. one of the things that really needs to be addressed in o- overall is like de-escalation and, and how we decide to talk to people. And that goes across the board. And my husband talks about that too. Um, and maybe one day you could have him on and you might like them, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you might, you might, but, um, and I'm really sorry that that happened to you going back to your story. But anyway, let me answer the question. I get what you're saying and I still, and we're going to disagree and that's fine. But I do think that we need to look at what it is that's under those provisions for qualified immunity and things that make it hard to pers- to, to hold cops accountable. Then those are things that we need to talk about. That, those are things that we need to discuss. Those are things that we need to make a conscious effort to change. And I don't know if you remember, remember Senator Tim Scott? He wanted police reform, put forth a bill, and then the Democrats wanted to table it <laughs> because, so, because of like,
0: qualified immunity. <laughs> because, because of qualified immunity. We, we well, just got well, off Tim Scott. You should listened to Scott. the last podcast. Tim Scott's one of the biggest obstructionists out there in terms of of in terms of police reform. Tim Scott didn't do it, anything. Tim Scott doesn't want police reform. Tim Scott ain't with us on. Vote. I'm gonna let Rachel go though. We'll t- we'll come back to that.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, we I mean, I don't you. know every single, and I don't know every single thing in the bill. So I'm gonna be clear. But what I'm saying is that. When you put something forth as a bill, you know we're gonna people are gonna go through it. They're gonna try to make their changes. But there was at least something out there that said that okay, let's try to make a change. We hear the outcry of, of America, and let's try to make a difference. That's that's what I'm saying. Like there was, but something-
1: there w- I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, because no, 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 no it, you're fine. Because because Tim Scott did put out a bill, but it was in response to the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, which mm-hmm. had qualified immunity in it. Tim Scott's bill didn't have that in it. And that is the question that I was going to follow up with you on, because I did see a retweet that you did in reference to that and saying that the reason that that the Dems didn't want that bill to pass and they used the filibuster is because they didn't want the Republicans to get credit for, um, a police reform bill during, uh, an election year, which we can, we can get into that, into that later, but yeah. because you are running, um, for Congress in yes. California, I want to be more specific. I want to know, would you support? If you were in Congress, would you support the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act? And you speak that you're for police reform. What does that specifically look like for you?
3: OK, so for me, um, the George Floyd bill, I don't know everything. I don't know the bill. So I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't know the bill. So I would have to co- we can I could come back and we could talk about the bill. I actually and
0: appreciate that it. answer, by the way. Just like there, there might be there might be people that just before just just so listen, there might be people that bang on you for that. But for me, hearing a politician say uh, the the Bill Clinton one time was asked at a, during an MTV forum what he thought mm-hmm. about gangster rap music, and the most powerful answer he could give was, "I don't know." He's like, "I'd have to look more into it and, and really and really give you an example." So I actually appreciate the answer that you're not quite sure on what's going on. It's at least you're being honest.
3: Right. So, um, and the other, so like I said, I'll come back. If you ever want to have me back on, we could talk about it. Uh, The second part of your question was what I wanted to do with police reform. And one of those things that I always think about is one, um, these stories that I've, I've read, I've been watching a lot of documentaries and reading a lot of stories about situations just like Van was talking about where police officers are just coming up to people, handcuffing them, no, you know, you look like somebody or we think, you know, this happened Yeah, and that's wrong. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. It just makes me, cause I've been watching these, I've been watching these stories where people are just getting locked up for 20 years and they didn't do anything wrong, you know? Right. And so it, they did not, did not do anything wrong. Life gone, life lost. And it's our black and brown brothers and sisters, like mostly men. But, um, so for me, it's retraining, it's community it's And I understand, Van, what you're saying, you know, you don't agree with the community part of it, but for me- I that, do, that, but I just
0: think that we have to have the other part too, but yeah.
3: Yeah, yes, and I and I, and, I, and I understand that part. But it's going to be retraining, you know, in some areas where people lack. It's going to be that de-escalation. Again, like these are things that I believe that if we are and it, but that goes back to community as well. It goes back to that training. It goes back to that human side of it. And, um, and actually, right now, I really feel that, because of the polarization because people aren't talking we have to make an effort to push and this is something i do here um i have talks i like do town halls i've done town halls in the past few years talking about talking like police officers in the community coming together to have a conversation so that we can start breaking the ice and so we can stop being against each other or even appearing to be against each other um so for me it's the de-escalation it's the retraining if we need need it you know and that goes back to uh because people are like well They want changes, but a lot of changes cost money. And then we have to also, uh, the biggest thing is is retraining. I'll be honest with you. What about taking
1: the money away from, what about uh, changing their budget, decreasing their budget?
3: Depending on what you're taking it from. When you're taking a budget away from the police, you're also saying that, what if there's there's underserved communities that are going to be affected by that? Like in in my husband's district, for example, there's only five police officers. They want to hire more, but they don't have the money to do it. You know, it's not affecting their salaries. What it does is takes away from, um, you know, training or resources that they might have. You might lose a school resource officer because of it. And right now, schools need it now more than ever. I can't tell you how many death threats or bombs or whatever, you know, have been called into schools and they need police presence. You're taking away from communities. And who has the money for, for police protection? Not Black communities. Gotcha. communities gotcha.
0: Let me ask you a question though. Yeah. Uh, down here in L.A., and then I'll move yeah. on to something else because we're, we're staying on police a little long. But this is kind of getting into the school choice economic thing that we talked about. That's down okay. here in L.A., there was uh the L.A. the L.A.USD cut the police budget by twenty five million dollars okay. and redirected that money into a thirty six point five million dollar Black Student Achievement Plan. See, oh, to 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 be transparent with you, I think it actually sells communities short by saying that what they need is more police necessarily. I think these communities, if they had more investment into them and mm-hmm. some revitalization, could actually do with less police, more people to work mental health, more people to work social aspects and things like that. They don't need to be police. They need a little tender, loving care. Well, I don't if think that you-
3: it's not necessarily about being police. I'm saying that when you're taking the money away, are we taking away from those underserved communities. Well, and you they, said,
0: what well, you said, less police, they're going to have less police yes, officers. They,
3: they will be, there will and, be I, less, and,
0: I, and I don't yeah. think less police officers is necessarily a bad thing. If you LA right
3: now, look at LA mean, right look, now.
0: I, I, LA right now. When you, when you look at LA right now, first of all, the, we, we had Cerise Castle on this podcast to talk about that. The crime in LA might be slightly higher this year than it was last year, but the reality is overall crime in LA has been trending down for a very, very long time and crime in LA overall is down pretty much. I think that we're we're overstating a little bit how safe it is to be or to not be in Los Angeles. But what I'm telling you is that I think there's a difference of opinion fundamentally that what you need to make sure these these communities have uh, any type of, Harmony is policing. They need a lot, a lot more. Things. Yes, they, they need, do. They do. They need and environmental and changes. That, they need they, yeah. nutritional changes. They need mental health changes. Right. And right. if They that, have if food they were, deserts
3: and all that. Food deserts, comes, right? right? But there's food but without all that. But I don't think that. I think that that also should come back with, what is the city doing? What are our local leaders doing with the money that they receive, and and helping make those changes in the community. I understand that's, um, I don't want to say the word symbolism. Um, I don't think that's the right word, but I understand like, okay, we're going to take from this because we're saying that we're hurt from because police did X, Y, Z, and, and they could be very valid, right? They, some police officers made some bad decisions. And so we're going to pull away and we're going to give to this. But at the same time, if you have less per- police presence, and, and like I said, we'll disagree on this, it, we're still going to have issues in the in, in communities as a whole. If there's things that are happening in this less time response, right? Then I go back to budget. We in California, we have a surplus. We have billions of dollars of surplus. And I'm like, hold up, that means you took you took more taxes. Where's that money could have gone into education? That money could have gone into those communities that we we know that need that are underserved and they need help. And and they need those community centers. They need um, to be able to have after school programs. They need to be able, like I always dreamed of, like being able to set up something to where, um, and I know for me, like when I was growing up, I would love to learn how to swim. You know, younger at a younger age, I, I learned how to swim as an adult. But can you imagine if those? YMCAs, those community centers were fully funded and had people there to teach our kids how to swim or tutoring. And the parents didn't have to pay. My parents couldn't afford to pay for that stuff. My parents couldn't afford music lessons. You know, I was just, you know, none of that stuff. That's what needs to happen in those communities. And a lot of that goes back to putting the local leaders on the spot with where's the money going? You know, that's why people, I always encourage people to get involved in your local politics because you will see where the money is going. Um, Mm. Just like when we talk about the homeless problem, we have the highest homeless veteran population here in California, highest homeless population in California. And why is it that we're throwing all this money at it and nothing has changed? We need an audit on what is going, what the, how the funds are being allocated. And if these programs aren't working, then we need to make a change. Because who, who wants to walk down the street with their children and someone's defecating in the streets? That is happening in San Francisco. I go down there often. It is happening. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that, like, I am with you that we need we we need a balance of the two, for sure. And I'm all for it, but I also believe that less presence hurts us a, as a whole. And you know, I just uh, when we see the smash and grabs, there was not enough. To, enough people to respond to that i don't know you know i don't know well if
0: they wouldn't they might have not been smashing and grabbing if they had money in their pockets <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying we're gonna go round I, and round I, and round I of course they're
0: smashing and grabbing they might have not been smashing and grabbing if there were options for them but let's get off this real quick because i want to change it to crt something that i know that you love talking about um <laughs> if, if, if 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 you if you do win your race up in Sacramento. I will, I
3: will win my race. Okay. If
0: you win your race, when you win your race up in Sacramento, I'm not gonna hear about you keeping Tony Morrison books out of schools right. up there, right? I'm okay. not gonna hear, I'm not gonna hear that George Johnson, all boys aren't blue, can't be taught. I'm not gonna hear that you're against Americans learning the ins and outs of the racial dynamics in schools, right? I'm not no, you're not no, you're not I am not
3: afraid. I don't think that we should be afraid of our history at all. I don't think we should be afraid of our history. Where's the
0: butt? Where's the butt?
3: I didn't say it, but oh, no, she's gonna say something. No, no, no. Let her oh, go. She's gonna,
0: gonna say something. Uh, okay. Just... <laughs> He's like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, uh, Tamika. I want to be friends, and so and <laughs> we so, already so are friends. We are, I, I know. So I'm, 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 looking for something that we're gonna completely agree with, and I'm looking to. I the, do I'm, not think I, that I, we
3: should be afraid of our history. The uh-huh. only thing for me is that we should not be making our children. And I'm, look. I don't think that children should be taught that they are um, they are bad people because of such oh, a such no Tomega <laughs> oh, Tomega
1: you lost us Tomega. Tomega. No. Tomega. 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 We Tomega. were
0: we were almost there we were rooting for you
3: we, we were, were rooting for you, t- <laughs> you.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Right, Go ahead. Finish
3: it's your point. Wait. Okay. Do, do, look look now. Look now. I don't think we should be afraid of our history. I think that right. that is one of the biggest missteps that Republicans have done in the past year because I'm going to be honest with you, when I see some of these interviews and they're like, I don't even know what CRT is, and I'm like, well, oh, well, well, okay, so then what are we actually looking right. for? Okay? Yeah. All I'm saying is that, and you guys are so funny, and I'm uh, you're going to have me back on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> is that I just, I just want to make sure that, and you already know that there are some teachers out there and don't try to act, t- try to say that that's not true. There are some teachers out there that are trying to make white children and black children become divided over this issue.
4: No.
3: And I'm not saying that there's all perfect. And I'm talking about how we present this. I'm talking about how we present this. Right. Talk- we can talk about slavery. We could talk about the founding fathers. We we need to talk about how black people built this nation, came from a country we did not know, and built this nation. Okay. We uh, we need to talk about that. Yeah. And I'm and I'm sorry that it's something that people don't want to talk about because of the polarization, or they feel like I wasn't I I wasn't the slave owner. You know that rhetoric, like oh, I wasn't the slave owner. You weren't the slave. So let's not talk about it. No, mm-hmm. we do need to talk about it, and. And it's okay to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it in a way that makes somebody feel like, oh my God, I'm i am the direct reason. That's what I'm talking about. That's all I'm talking about. That's just like, you are not the direct reason. That's just like me trying to black, like, me and Van Dayton and direct, Van is the direct, direct reason why I don't like black men. Like, no, 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 no. We
1: talked about this on the podcast. We talked about this on the podcast. Listen,
3: Listen, it's Tamika. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all Tamika,
1: I'm saying. it is yes. inst- is um, systemic racism a thing of the past or the present?
3: I think it's, I believe that we, I, I believe that we have um, people that do not do the right thing. And that has caused there to be an inequality in some of this, uh, some institutions. I do, I, I do, like I'm, I'm the only black woman on, a, in a, on the Republican side, I will tell you that running, running has been a quite, quite a story because people will sit there and try to tell me that racism does not exist. And it does. It does exist. Do I think that America is a racist nation? No, like America is not a racist. Do I how? think that there are racists? how,
0: how, how are we not a racist nation?
3: Van, are you racist?
0: Huh? No, no, and no, no, I, no, no. Actually, I don't know. I'm not sure. But
3: <laughs>
0: I, I don't think I am.
3: But I, but I can't there be there sure. There are but, bad people in all walks of life, all walks of profession I know, trying to I know. pull people down.
0: I know, but when when we say America isn't a racist nation, the way I def, the the way I define whether or not something is something, yeah. is from its present and its inception, right? So okay. right now, right now, like, oh, it, okay. It, so from its present and its inception. Right. So if I look at America right now and I see tons of inequalities that are based upon that, that are racially based, I look at that and I go, oh, well, that country right there has a race problem. Now, if it just developed a race problem, I wouldn't necessarily say that that country is it like is a racist country. Hey, maybe there's the wrong uh like maybe there's the a wrong the wrong regime that's taken hold, or maybe there's the wrong whatever that's taken hold. But if okay. a country has always Tamika always had a race problem.
3: I mean, okay. So, okay. Like okay. racism okay. in America a, okay. is okay.
0: older than America. There was like there's slavery ruled in America. Before America was a country, so if a country has always had a race problem, I just have a a problem saying it's not a racist country,
1: right? Tamika was Um, like Tamika asked it in an individual way, but it's talking about the institutions that are in place, the things that run this country from its inception to now are it's racist. Come on, Tamika, we have
3: no hold on. We have Mm -hmm. race issues in America. I, I'm, I'm. We are literally living race problems in America right now. Yes, sure. I do agree with that. We're not, we're not gonna disagree on that. But guess what? You and I, all three of us, we can make a difference. There is still hope. And I, I, I do, agree, I, I, I agree, I, 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 I are fighting, fighting for. 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 me, and so for me, like mm-hmm. we're talking about, we got Joe Biden sitting up in the White House, my mom said, sitting, up, there, sitting yeah, up in the White House, Give made these promises. Uh-huh. for us right and last was it last week he was asked a question about if he was going to what he what has he done what is his you know next thing for us right and and uh-huh. it has i think he was like has he talked to like leaders i am want to paraphrase i'm gonna paraphrase so, so i'm not quoting him verbatim so don't be trying sure. to come back look to me right and he said he got to, he got to talk to some more people 50 years what he, what, what what else does he have to talk about he know, he's supposed to know what needs to be done. He has all these people to make the difference. And what I'm getting to is that the Democrats have said that they have the answers. They have the House. They have the presidency. They got all, they got presidency. They got the Senate, they got the House. They got everything. And here in California, they have, they have it. They have it all. You do not need to pass a law here in California mm-hmm. with a Republican. Right. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if nah. you know that. In California, We do know. Okay. Yeah. And what changes have been made in education for black people? Where, what, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen those articles where uh, black children c- uh, can't pass the standardized tests and instead of them making the effort to make those changes and to help them, they want to lower standards, get rid of D's and F's versus saying, let's come in and help. That's the, that is like the, the express definition of forgetting about us.
0: Yeah. They're too busy buying tanks for the police. Now, um, <laughs> now, now, look. And now, look, like uh, we can, that I think school choice is not going to help that those black schools either. By the way, I think telling all the black kids that would would be going to Hamilton that right. they could just go to Beverly, I, don't, I definitely don't think school choice is the answer there. But I'm gonna ask you one last question because, um, Tamika, you've been an amazing sport, and although we disagree, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I get the sense that you're a good human being, which. Yeah. I, which I cannot say for a lot of the people that I'm running across right now on the right, I'll be honest with you. I think we have some disagreements, some fundamental disagreements that might, might allow me to have you over for dinner before I punch for, before I voted for you. But I think you're going to vote. We,
3: you would vote for me and you would have I, me over. I, I
0: think that we could work. <laughs> I think that you're the type of person I feel like I could work with. So this, <laughs> that's, all, interviews that's this, what it's all about. That's
3: what but it, it's all
0: about. So the interview is a success, but I'll ask you one last thing. You've mentioned Joe Biden a couple of times. Joe Biden mm-hmm. ran on a couple of things. Number one, Joe Biden ran on voting rights, okay. making ensuring voting rights for 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 Black people. Joe Biden ran on the violence, uh, the the Justice and Policing Act. Okay, Joe okay. Biden ran on the Build Back Better plan. The Build Back Better plan, which has several provisions in it. Especially the three point five trillion dollar version of the Build Back Better plan, of course. As soon as it got trimmed down to the like the you know the there was two versions of the Build Back Better plan. It was like the Al Roker before and after the big okay. Build back Better, back Better plan, the big Al Roker plan had all kinds big of big
1: Luther, little Luther,
0: big Luther, little Luther. That's what I yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 little one they had to trim mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that would have helped yeah. people out. All three of those things that have provisions in them. One that has provisions in there for black people. And I'm not a huge fan of the president. I've said the people that listen to this podcast know this. One, two that are specifically for black people are being blocked by your party. They're being like, Manchin isn't allowing some that. of this stuff to go forward, but the Republicans are filibustering, voting rights and police reform. You are a Republican mm-hmm. and black people look at that and can't help but feel like the Republican Party is at cross. We haven't even gotten into reproductive rights. We don't have enough time. We haven't gotten into reproductive rights. I we need, we to, I need into, to
3: come back. Like, that we haven't like gotten into the tax code. Another- we haven't <laughs> gotten into <laughs> like, we haven't
0: gotten into any of this stuff. Black a lot. People look at the healthcare, immigration, healthcare, immigration, healthcare, all a lot. of that stuff. Yes, of but that. just on these issues that that they campaigned on that were specific for black, for black people, the Republicans don't want voting rights legislation how in the world are we supposed to how are we supposed to make sense of that how can we reconcile that as black people
3: okay so let me i got i need to we need to to cut i need to come we need to come back i need to come back because that's like another that's another 30 minutes and i'm (laughs) going to send you some stuff too okay if that's okay yeah, you, okay. you know, I'm, I'm
0: down with the literature. Okay. This is how I learn baby. Okay,
3: okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then and then you send me some stuff too. You send me uh-huh. some stuff. I'm gonna send you some stuff. But I'm sending you some stuff
0: is- by my favorite author, Karl Marx. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Rachel, how do you deal with this man? I, I don't I
1: see. I have him. learned the art of tuning band out, and you come back, Tamika, you will soon learn that as well.
3: I, look, I would say one of the biggest the, one of the biggest things that I I really appreciate <laughs> about both of you is that this opens up dialogue that America is missing. You guys are it it, it really is. I know you probably think oh just, just my little podcast. Well, I will not say little because you know black people we get some people call it a little real quick. Right, You're right, doing, right. <laughs> like, Why are you doing that? Like, no, this is my podcast. Like, but um, we we have an opportunity to talk about like the things that matter most. And for me, it's like getting back to the basics, getting back to what it, the, the essence of who we are and that's our freedom. That's believing in God. Uh, and I, I apologize if, you know, for those that don't, but it's about the family structure. It's about getting back to, you know, being able to live a life and, and be free and, and being free looks different for everybody. But right now we're at a point right now in our nation that, Americans cannot live a life that they want to live because of the overreaching government, the high freaking taxes, gas prices are through the roof. I'm making life decisions at the gas tank because we got $5 gas out here. And there's so much that needs to be worked on. And I just want to be a part of the solution. I, I And I'm just a regular person. I'm a mom of five, I, you know, I'm just a regular woman just trying to do the best that I can for people. And these kinds of moments are special because it's, it's, it's bringing us back together. And so, and and that's what's so desperately needed, even, you know, though we might not always agree. um, And, you know, one of the things I'll, I will say, and then I'm gonna let, and then I know you guys got to stop, you know, stop the recording, but. When you find out new information, I think that it's so important to come back and be like, look, I my, my mind is changing. So many things about me have changed in the past three years because of what I've learned. And one of the biggest things with politicians, I feel like instead of them saying, you know what, you know, I was wrong on this, they double down, you know, they do yeah, their, yeah. their heels. And so that's, I'm trying to bring, I'm, the, I'm bringing the leadership that I've learned at as a leader, you have to be able to move and change as you get new information and do the best you can to help people. And, um, and for me, it's make having those conversations with people that are on the other side, but I don't th- really think Van, you and I are of that much, uh, that much different. Um, oh, Tamika. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. I, like, I think we'll think more like than he probably, probably won't admit, but anyway I just really really appreciate all of you uh, both of you excuse me for um, giving me this opportunity and I do want to come back on because like all of that the, the latter end of the conversation that's like another 30 minutes
0: sure no we, we, we'd be lucky to have you um, happy to have you come back on because you know a lot of times yeah. we get tired of just saying hey blah, 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 like scared we, we, it's good to have conversations
4: Absolutely. Uh,
0: where you don't always agree so you can you know see just how much more right you are than the other side yeah. now uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh for anyone that is captivated by you, tell them where they can come and 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 get more uh Tamika Hamilton.
3: Okay, so you can go he said get some more Tamika Hamilton. <laughs> um vote, vote Tamika dot O R G. Um you spell my name T A M I K A. It's not with no C, it's not with a bunch of E's, you know uh-huh. my common spelling. <laughs> and, um, and uh was it vote uh, Tamika for Congress on Instagram, Tamika Hamilton on was it on Twitter? Uh-huh. And that's where you and I chit-chatted. Um, but yeah, so I just like again, thank you so much. Uh no problem. Look, it's just all about having those conversations. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you, you so much here. for joining us, Tamika. Uh that is Tamika Hamilton, you guys, she gave you all of her information. Uh take put your think caps on and make sure you go out there and learn more. All right, we're gonna come back. Alright, she was good. What'd you think about Tamika? Would you vote for Tamika? No. No, I wouldn't vote for her.
1: But but Tamika's nice, and she's Tamika's more than welcome perfect. to come back. And we can hash some of this out. But yeah, she's lovely. She was lovely. She's
0: lovely. Look, look at look at here's the thing. Is there a chance? How about this? At this point right now, I couldn't vote for Tamika. But if I was a politician, Tamika is the type of person on the other side of the aisle that I would love to have the opportunity to work with because you sure. think that you would at least be able to get something done with somebody that uh, was willing to listen to your argument. Now, I don't think I don't agree with a lot of the ideas, and you don't either, but maybe yeah. we could work together, you know?
1: Yeah, I could see why you would think you know you could have you could at least have good, great conversations with her, but the, her hesitation in answering some answers lets me know that she would stand on the party line.
0: Yeah. Sure, and not. Uh, and you know, I say I would have her over for dinner, but only her. You know, I just I can't have the police. The kids? Come over to the crib. Nah, the kids could come, but uh, husband the police. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Like you know, I mean, everything around here is legal. I think, but he seems like a very nice guy. But I can't have him around here looking through shit. He might because that's
1: something. what he would do. That's what he would do.
0: You can't trust the police. He, he might, he might plan something. They, they, and he's from Sacramento too. They really, I'm serious about. We that. don't know Y'all if he's from up. Sacramento. They poison Kobe for real. Okay, that's yeah. a true story. Okay, you don't believe me, Joe Rogan. Uh,
1: <laughs> we gotta oh, name I, 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 When you laugh about something ridiculous that someone says, we gotta name wait, this. Wait, a segment.
0: wait, wait, wait! I, I, I want to name the segment. I want to name the segment. I knew it. The name of this segment is. Is it fucked up? Okay. So Joe Rogan was on his podcast. Joe Rogan, who is uh, the second most notable uh, podcast here at Spotify, second to Higher Learning, of course. Clearly. Um, He was talking to Jordan Peterson, who I'm not going to explain who Jordan Peterson is. Either you know who he is or you're not. He's a big, big deal. Uh, And this conversation was had between the two of them.
4: Donnie Roll the Sound. De- depending on who you ask, either you're a voice of reason and rationality and and uh, you know uh, personal responsibility, or you're a voice of intolerance and bigotry and anger okay. and hateful. Well, that's okay. Uh, Sexual oppression. What did Michael Eric Dyson call you? And mean, mean, angry an, white a man. Mean, yeah, and and a mean, angry white man. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not mean at all. Yeah, yeah. That's what's. Di- about that statement it's you're not mean at all it's i uh, am white actually that's a <laughs> lie too i'm kind of tan and he was actually not black you're tan, he was what sort of brown because i'm i'm darker than you yeah yeah that's ridiculous yeah, yeah but neither of us are white well i'm italian and mostly. he was brown not black well isn't that weird yeah it's this, the, really the, weird the black and white thing is so strange yeah, because like the shades are tan so tan and brown there's such a spectrum of shades of people unless you're talking to someone who is like African from the darkest place where they're not wearing any clothes all day and they've developed all that melanin to protect themselves from the sun. You know, even the term black is weird. It's a, a, and when you use it for people that are literally my color. Donnie, that's enough. Is it fucked up, Rachel?
1: Absolutely. Two white men talking about what it is to be black is something that I never want to hear. I never want to hear that again. Just listen, like my skin was crawling just listening to them define what like, to talk about to talk about the meaning of black, and you don't even have a black person sitting at the table. Now, I mean, granted, they could have had a Kamel, and and he might have he might have jumped in on on the conversation and been like, "You're absolutely right. I'm not black. I'm a father. Is he a father? I don't know. I was about to. I was, about to say a was a father? Okay, a father, father, a human being, whatever it is, a man, whatever it is. He says, anyways. It's absolutely fucked up. I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't know if you do, but it seems like lately he is constantly in the media for saying something problematic. And this one really got to me talking about, what did he say? Unless you're from Af- Africa, the darkest, what did he say? What's the quote? What's it's the, the quote?
0: darkest place? The darkest part of Africa where people the dark- have to have melanin to survive. Protect and that are right,
1: walking around naked. I mean, just the way that he's talking about the African people describing what it is to be black, not even acknowledging that maybe I should have talked to someone who is black and they can explain to me why they like to be called Black, rather than assuming for themselves and saying what they want to be called. Okay, that's great for you. But can you understand the meaning of the word Black? We literally had a conversation about African-American and Black on the last podcast, and we talked about what we would rather be called and why. Being black is more than just the color of my skin. It's symbolic. It connects me to my history, my heritage, my culture. Like, and I would explain that if I had a seat at the table. And I would hope that he would be open-minded enough to hear it. But instead, he wanted to speak on behalf of black people and tell and say, quote, it's weird that right. we want to be called black. It's yeah. So offensive. So, you know,
0: Joe Rogan is the biggest podcaster in the world. And it's by it's like, when when comparing podcasts, when you're talking to other podcasters and people who are talking about podcasts, like, they throw Rogan out. Like, we don't even talk about the numbers are so crazy on the Joe Rogan podcast sure. that it's such an anomaly. It's like Neo, right? If you're fighting everybody in the Matrix, you're thinking, oh, I'm a, we're not going to give a fuck about Neo, because if Neo shows up, it's over. I fight Morpheus, I fight right. Trinity, all the agents, and stuff, whatever. So he's that big. He's huge. He's, in a way, I've heard comedians say, that he is their Johnny Carson for this generation. Now, if people don't remember wow. Johnny Carson, your your career as a comedian used to be made when you went on Johnny Carson's The Tonight Show your sure. bit, and it carried on a little bit into Jay Leno, was a little bit less significant, but they say that now that Joe Rogan is a, comere- a career maker like that. A friend of mine went on Rogan, uh, Jason Wilson from the uh cable Vidal and the Transitional Training Academy down there in um, up there in Michigan. After he went on the Rogan show, his followers went up 150,000. So Joe Rogan, like Joe Rogan is a gigantic, huge, huge thing. The reason why I say that is because we're having (coughs) an ongoing narrative in America about how much cultural education the country actually needs, right? Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
0: An ongoing dialogue about that. We're talking about it. We're talking about CRT. We're talking about certain books being taught in schools. And there's a faction of Americans that would say to you that we don't need it anymore, that we get the point, we understand, we got it. When I look at the biggest communicator in the landscape of podcasting,
2: mm-hmm. the
0: largest communicator in the landscape of the podcast game be so completely out of his depth when discussing race, culture, and even actually present day Africa. When I listen to somebody who I can, the top part of that started off pretty good. These guys, this is the, that's the complete American blueprint of ignorance, right? They don't think Absolutely. they're racist. They don't think they're sexually repressive. They don't think any of that, right? They, that's what they said at the beginning. All of that mm-hmm. stuff is dumb. It sucks. It's bad. Mm-hmm. And then they go in to put that, those comfortable ethnocentric pajamas on and wear them as if they never took them off, right? Like they always are in them, right? Right. And I'm less mad about it than I am just vindicated. i like, okay, we like, for people that wonder why we are so adamant about having this education begin when kids are young, Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. this education begin where their minds are still malleable and pliable, we can still get in there, it's because it is. So now being black, is actually about whether or not you're from the deepest, darkest part of Africa where people don't even wear any clothes anymore. Exactly. Uh like so all of the history that I connect to being a black man, what that word actually means, we're talking about Pan-Africanism, the black power movement worldwide. We're talking about people who have defined black, as, black is beautiful. I'm black and I'm proud. Right. All of those things. All right. of that stuff has to do with like, now they're saying it's the color of this iPad. And if you're not that, you don't, you don't agree with that. It's weird. It's a weird thing to do on its face. If you're saying, Hey, black people aren't actually black. There's something different than that. Well, no shit, doc. <laughs> my sister, like my sister looks about the same as you guys. But the word means more to us and, and like exactly. And and by the way, that might not be historically the best thing. It wasn't a word that we came up with, but at the same time, it carries a lot of weight now. And you would well, think that a guy that like Joe Rogan with Rogan would show some sort of understanding or maybe even a little cultural deference to that. And the fact that they didn't was pretty telling.
1: Well, that's my thought. It's like, is that what happens on the show? Because you were just spewing this 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 type of information out there without trying to understand a whole other side of it. Yeah. Just talking just to talk as two white men when you can't relate at all to the Black experience or why people even want to be called that. That wasn't even a question. It wasn't even a, hey, I wonder why Black people call themselves Black. Maybe I should bring somebody Black on to talk about it.
0: Well, like, see, and see, Rogan has, so I got it. So the thing about Rogan is, and I think one of the things that makes this podcast fascinating is, I just told you that Jason Wilson was on the podcast, sure. who runs a transitional training facility for black and brown boys. And if you talk to Jason, I'm not sure how he felt about this. He's one of my mentors. I'm not sure how he, ta- how he felt about this particular clip. But going on Rogan was one of the biggest moments In his life because it allowed the message that he had and support for the cave of a dome to go through the roof so i mean you know if you if you're familiar enough with rogan he has black people on there all the time him and dave Chappelle are like best friends i'm not saying he doesn't no but all the only thing i'm saying is that he's kind of like water a little bit like he has like it, it if he's on there with 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 jordan peterson this is kind of what you get if he's on there with Jason Wilson. It's kind of going to be a little bit, and I think that's one reason why people like he's had Cornell West on there before.
4: Mm-hmm. Like
0: him and Cornell West had like an hour and hour. I listened to it; it was like an hour and a half, two hour conversation on the on the Joe Rogan podcast. So, uh, this was insanely ignorant, though.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> like, you said he's like water. Con- so he, does he just adapt to the whatever the conversation is depending on kinda, who he's talking to? So kind of. He what well, no 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 he's not about
0: it's not a podcast where he's gonna necessarily challenge you it's he's trying to make sure that the conversation s- stays on a certain wavelength for example he had Candace Owens on there and there were times that he disagreed with her several times that he disagreed with her on the podcast but he did it in a way that was that made her comfortable to continue to talk about he he, he never wants you to like clam up and stop communicating that's kind of not how he runs his podcast in this situation right here though. This was a very collegial, a very polite, really, really racially insensitive and fucked up convo that
4: he mm-hmm. was having right now. Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. the the the, as far as to limit our culture to our skin color, number one, you're not exactly. really black. And then, what he said about the continent of Africa is hovering around shithole country territory, right? A little bit, like
1: yep, yep,
0: yeah. Not, not not the finest moment of the Joe Rogan podcast right there. All right, uh, look, we look. Let's go to mail back. You know, we got a lot of other stuff we could talk about, but our conversation with Black Republican Tamika Hamilton was so good. Yeah, I think it's, it's time. I think it's time to go to mail back. mail back. Donnie. Like, run the song. Mail back time. Time to read your letters, and then we'll reply to them. Oh. It's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. Okay, look, Donnie, we don't have a lot of time. Let's Get the questions out. Go, 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 go. Mailbag time. Go,
4: go, go. Hey, hey, real fast. Lola.Anthonia asks, move to a city with more Black people but it's cold or move to a city with no Black people and it's always warm
1: okay obviously we're going to be around black people (laughs) (laughs) we can keep each other warm we'll be fine
0: that's you i live in the cold for nobody
1: okay okay
0: straight like that you know what i'm saying
1: you won't last long you are I'm not
0: saw. living in the cold for no you one. Are, well, you're
1: going to be living in a cold world being the only black person there. What in a well, I'll open. figure it out. At
0: least <laughs> look, look, look. Look, I mean,
1: look, look. How many days y'all get banned in this world? I'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> I'll figure it out. I literally will be Lisa Turtle for the rest of my life if it means living in a cold place. I'm not doing it. I'm Triggering. never moving Triggering. to the cold again. I was
1: Lisa Turtle. You were Lisa Turtle.
0: Time. I'll be Lisa Turtle for the rest of my life. I am, I'm not, bruh. I, bro, I look at you. I judge y'all. I judge y'all for wrapping your fucking necks up in scarves and like putting on all those layers. I judge you guys.
4: Okay. Like
0: to go okay. outside, you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me you want to go to the grocery store. Think about this. You live in the cold. You want to go to the grocery store. That's all you want to do. There's a to the grocery store. You got to put on an Averick's jacket, a North Face you got to no, put I on don't. a fucking Scully. No, you got to put on a fucking sweater. You got to put on lawn johns no, just to no. go get some oodles and noodles. I'm not into all that. Instacart. Whatever. I'm from Louisiana. I'm not. I, I I came from here and I moved here. I'm not going to live in the cold, man. Okay. It's not for me. All
4: right. all right.
0: All right. Well, I'll make it work with them. Them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> What's the next question? All right. Total underscore KO underscore 57 asks, did Rachel let her ex-boyfriends know she was going to talk about them in her book?
1: The ones I talked to, I did. Absolutely. I'm still cool with a couple of my exes. Now, the one, the last one I had, we don't talk at all, so no. But I I changed their names, okay? There's a there's a blurb at the the top of the book that's like the names have been changed to protect the identities and some characteristics that have been changed as well. So,
0: you know, I changed nobody's you know name who in you
1: my are. book. Okay. I changed
0: nobody's name in my book. Like, so you, so you tell me you like, You pulled a Corinne Steffens? No. You did confessions. Our stories are not the same. No. Our stories are not
1: the same. I told stories of past relationships. Sure. Same same thing she did. She told her truth to the whole world. And that's what I did. And that's what you're going to do later this year, too.
0: Yeah, but I don't have any, like, what? See, I haven't read the book yet. Do you have, like, juicy ex boyfriend stories in there and shit?
1: Yeah. And you didn't
0: tell them you were putting
1: them in there? Yeah. One of them was like, good. The one I'm cool with was like, great. I'm glad I could help you.
0: Did but you? Cool. So, so, there's, so there's one guy who's going to pick it up and like read about how there's much no, of a piece of his the sh-
1: way that he is. He like, he was like, do not ever mention my name in public? Don't talk about me. He's never going to read it. He's never. always. Yeah. No.
0: Did he go to the NFL?
1: His sister might.
0: His sister might. <laughs> did he go to the NFL? Yeah. How many years did he play?
1: You're not gonna be able to, d- to deduce who this is just by
0: you're out of your mind. He played at te- he played he played at Texas. He played. i, didn't three say, he played te-
1: I didn't say he played at Texas.
0: Oh, okay. If I don't know the school, I can't do it. If, if I knew the school, I can right. definitely do it.
1: I'll give you Texas in three years, and that's it. That's he played
0: it. at Texas and he played three years in the in, in the NFL. I'm that's gonna figure it. this actually, out. Actually,
1: actually, I think that's in the book though. I actually think oh. that's in the
2: book. I don't know if I out. said the
1: three years. If you figure it out, wait, wait. And you wait. say that If you figure it out, I could easily. And you say you know, like big guys, not right? Not so not he not was not
0: on the. Know. He was. He was either on the D line. Not or he was not. on the O line. It's going so too could, far. Donnie
1: J- uh, asked the next question, but, but see, seriously, I want to. I could I figure <laughs> it out. I want to. If you figure it out, there, we got to have. We got to put something on this. We got to put something on it.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure like, it let, out. Let we'll the thought warriors out. come up. Come up. With we're gonna put on this bet. i will figure it out, though.
1: But I will never. I will never publicly say who it is. That's fine. That's fine. The so thought warriors don't even try it.
4: All right. Forever underscore yours four twenty two asks: Will we ever get an episode with Brian and Kalika? Sure. Sure. sure.
1: Whenever.
4: Yeah. Easy. We just gotta plan I, it. Yeah,
1: I
0: gotta be honest with you. Forever yours four twenty two. That's like not. That's really not what we're looking for in mailbag. You know?
1: No, that's a good question. We're, like, we're not really
0: looking. No,
1: that's not. a good question. We've had Family Day. We said yeah. we we're going to do Sibling Day. We got to do Significant Other Day. So that's a we'll good do question. it, but like it's that's coming.
0: too. It's not introspective enough for what I would consider mailbag <laughs> to
1: be. You you are really being picky today.
4: I'm saying. All right, so that's
1: a question. Next question. All right.
4: This is a more introspective question. Then. Caitlin underscore R underscore Kent. Ask if y'all met as kids, would you be friends? Absolutely.
1: So. <laughs> Absolutely we would have been friends.
0: I think so. I think so. I was always friends with the girls like Rachel in like when I was a kid. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are the girls like Rachel? Describe oh, the man. girls like Rachel.
0: Trameka Johnson.
1: No, 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 no. Don't okay. name Melanie, Describe Melanie, them. Melanie. Melanie,
0: Trameka Johnson, Melanie Johnson, Angela Flowers. You know the girls that came, and they, they they came from good stock. You know what I mean? They came from like a, they had like Rashonda Moncrief. You know, they came from a good family. Rashonda Moncrief's dad owned the radio stations. I always knew how to be friends with those girls. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So you
4: use, you use them. Not
0: use them because it was not nothing like that. It was all. It was almost like you know. It's like, yeah, hey, your dad, Sidney Moncrief, he owns the whole radio station joint. You got like a lake in the back of your crib. Hey man, I tell you what, don't nobody fuck with her. I always be <laughs> friends with you. Your dad's a federal judge. Like, do you know what my family like? Do you know what knowing a federal judge would be worth to my family? What are you worth? My, my uncle Ray did ten years straight Fed time. Imagine if I could tell my Uncle Ray, yo, actually, I know a federal judge that might actually be able to make a couple of calls on your that, that,
1: You want my dad to lose Florida. his position?
0: No, I want your dad you to You want him his to be
1: impeached? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like, no, whenever we go to family reunions, my cousins are always asking questions like that. That's
0: so funny. Yeah, I want to, so look, funny. You know what? That's crazy, though. You know why that is? It's because we don't know no judges. Like, we don't know no judges. Like, like really, we might know one judge in the whole town. That was Janice Clark was a judge in the whole town. Every black person knew the same judge. But you had a, your daddy was a judge. We're going to use that. I call him over parking tickets. You know, Stop. he's a federal judge. I'm like, your dad should should Joe things?
1: Biden, should Joe Biden choose not to appoint um, or nominate a black woman, you know, Sam Lindsay's always available. You can go ahead and... and Wouldn't that be him nuts
0: if your dad... Went to the went to the uh to the Supreme Court.
1: So probably when the Senate was was figuring out to confirm him, they probably bring up all of my shit. Oh, that's your daughter. <laughs> that's your daughter. Never mind. <laughs> Never tough. mind. Uh, you have an
0: unexpected ally of the week.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Bravo for them getting rid of uh, old Jenny because what's Jenny's last name? Is Jenny Wynn? I Jenny watched. Nguyen, yeah. I watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I like Jenny on the show, but you never know the secret lives of people. And if you don't follow this, she's she is new to season two of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She they unearthed some problematic social media behavior where she talked about Black Lives Matter. She called them thugs. She talked about running over rioters. The list goes on and on and on. Bravo made the right decision, I feel, in removing her as a cast member because it became problematic with her and the other cast members that were offended and the viewers offended by what she said. So, you know, Bravo to Bravo.
0: Yeah, I actually had the same thing. I didn't know anything about her, but I thought that taking that step was necessary. I think sometimes, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of people losing their jobs for things that they said, but I wouldn't want to be around her. Fuck all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. That is enough for today. Thank you for Tamika Hamilton for joining us today. Yes. Thank you to our producers, Donnie Beacham Jr. and Trudy. No,
1: Trudy Joseph.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Trudy. <laughs> Trudy. <laughs> Trudy. <laughs> Trudy. Trudy Joseph. Take your think caps off with Do Not Stop Learning. I am Van Lathan Jr.
1: I'm Rachel and Lindsay. Bye guys.